I believe God has you in this place. Uh, number one, uh, to be blessed of God, to be to be brought to a closer walk with Him. But also, if you're here and you don't know the Lord is your Savior, you're here today. You're going to hear uh, the way of salvation. But I will say this: the message that I have uh, today is a message that has really uh, laid heavy upon my heart the last two days. And sitting in my study, as I would began to pray and and seek the Lord's will, what we what we would preach this morning, uh, something kept coming to my mind that would not leave me all the way through the morning hour this morning at 5 a.m. Uh, there was there was a, an uneasy night last night. I, I wrestled all night. And I know that God is in this and I know that God is in this place today. And I know you're here today to hear something special. And if you're here, and again, let me let me uh, uh, plead with your 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 uh, your emotions, your thoughts. I want you today to understand that which we the day in which we are now living. Uh, I'm telling you, you have to realize if you know anything about the Bible at all, you have to realize that the day is soon coming to an end. I'm talking about the day of grace in which we now live. You look at what happened in Israel, and you look at what's happening today in Israel. You look at all the prophecy that God's Word is, has opened up to His believers, to those that know the truth. He has revealed unto us this very hour the things that are yet to come and things that are coming to pass. Now, I will not be uh, so foolish as to lay claim to a certain time and hour when the Lord's going to come back but this I do know, according to His Word, it cannot be long. It cannot be long. So the one thing that, that I want you to realize today is this. Today's the day of salvation. Number one, today's the day of salvation. Understand that. Why do I know that? Because you're still living. You're still breathing the very air that God has given you. You're in a place today. And I believe this is by special invitation of the Almighty God. You're in a special place today to hear the hope of salvation. But I also give you a stern warning today. And, uh, and, and what I have to say is something that I pray will grab a hold of your attention as it has grabbed a hold of me over these last few days as I would sit in my study and last night upon my bed as I wept, as I laid there and wept for the salvation of lost souls, I want you to know there's an urgent plea coming forth today. An urgent plea. So if you would, I'd like for you to turn your Bibles to Matthew in chapter 3. And while you're turning there, we'd like to welcome our radio audience. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Mystery Baptist Church at Old Town. That's just a side of Greenup County, out of Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either end of Laurel Road. Giving you directions to the meeting house known as Emmanuel. And I believe this is a place where God's Word comes forth in the unadulterated way, the truth of salvation. So I pray today that that will be uh, to your benefit. I pray today that if you're here, maybe you're here and you're saved by God's grace. Maybe you've already been, you've come to know the Lord is your Savior. You know without a shadow of a doubt that you're saved by God's amazing grace. Listen. Times of hardship and heartache come upon all of us. 
Maybe you're here today to hear something special from God's Word. Matthew in chapter 11 tells us very plainly. He says, come unto me and I will give you rest. Folks, I want you to know something today. Maybe you're in a position in this house today feeling uneasy about life, feeling uneasy about the things that, are, that have taken place in your life. Listen, know this. Jesus Christ Himself offers you a place of peace and contentment, a place to find rest for your weary soul. But also if you're lost, listen, I take to heart the very words of, of salvation that Jesus Christ brings about. And I want you to know that today is the day of salvation. You're not promised tomorrow. You say, well, preacher, I'm, I'm a young man, I'm a young woman. I've got all of my life ahead of me. Folks, I want you to know something. That life is futile. Life, even if we live to our longest years among, on the earth, it is still but a vapor as you consider eternity. So I pray today that your minds will be fixed upon His Word. In verse 1 of Matthew chapter 3, the Bible says in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and leathern girdle about his loins, in his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went he out to unto him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan confessing their sins. And when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you, That God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, Now I want you to, I want you to that are here today, to understand the wording of God's holy word, and know that there is a day coming when judgment is going to fall upon the earth, and judgment is going to fall upon every unregenerated child that has ever been brought into this world, and come into a place of knowledge of good and evil of knowing right and wrong, of knowing of the salvation to come, there's judgment to come. My prayer to you today will be that you will be ready when He calls His children home. He says again, And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. I can hardly even read this from time to time. Look at yourselves today. 
Ask yourself this question, where am I at right now as it concerns time and eternity? Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and will thoroughly purge his floor, and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff, with unquenchable fire. An urgent plea comes forth today from the scriptures that are found within God's holy word. An urgent plea to flee from the wrath to come. To understand, as it says in the book of Hebrews, that it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Oh, may God grab a hold of your heart today. May God grab a hold of your conscience. May God today grab a hold of you and, and cause you to awaken out of sleep that you may see for the first time your desperate need of salvation. Almighty oh, God. Father, today as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, for your salvation. We thank you for your forgiveness of sin. But now, Lord, I come today <coughs> with this urgent plea that, dear God, you might save the lost souls around us. <coughs> that you might cause we that are saved to be aware of the hour in which we now live. Father, I pray, open the eyes of the blind and stop the, the, the deaf ear and touch that stony heart. Lord, bring a sense of peace upon every congregant that's in this house. Those in radio land, those in sermon audio land, Lord, wherever they may be around this world. Father, I'm praying that they will heed the earnest and urgent plea to flee from the wrath to come. Lord, bless us. Empower thy word. Give me freedom of speech and power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that you arrest Satan in this house. Every evil demon that may be in this place who regards not thy word nor thy personage. Father, I pray that the lost may come to know thee today as Savior. Bless us now, Lord, I pray, and forgive us our sin. In Jesus Christ's name is sake that I pray, and amen. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, within the scope of the Scriptures before us this Lord's day, rest within its words an urgent plea to bring to light. It's resting in the phrase, Who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? This statement alone should arouse your intellect enough 
to cause you to understand the imminent danger which awaits within the future of every Christ rejecter, every self-absorbed person within and out of earshot today. At this very moment in time, you who continue to reject the sovereign of the universe sit in the very path of that very wrath to come. So as we have every week of my ministry of the last 23 years, I send out an urgent plea to flee from the wrath to come. You know, it was 23 years ago that I began to be a pub, began to speak publicly and 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 tell others about Jesus. As I began, and I would give devotions at, at Salem. At that time, we were without a pastor, and I would begin in my in my frail way. And and believe me, I was I was frail as a speaker in those days. I stuttered and I stammered all over the place. But the one thing that I remember doing was always telling others about how to be saved by the grace of God. And I do so even in these last 20 years that I've been uh, speaking in this church. I've pled, uh, I've pled the grace of God to fall upon the ears of the hearer that you might come to know your need of salvation. And first of all, that's where you must come to. You must come to realize that you have a need, a desperate need, because you're a sinner in need of salvation. So within this, this thought today, as I sit here and as I ponder the things to come, will you not even this very day, this very moment, <clears throat> take heed to God's holy word and discover with me why is this topic so important. The first thing that I want us to realize, the reason why this topic is so important to me as a pastor and a man of God, is that there must be a knowledge to know that there is wrath coming and it is sure to come. Matthew 3, 1-7, through the Bible states it very well. As John the Baptist says, as he's preaching the, the way of salvation, he says, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Folks, I want you to know something today. That as we sit in this house, here even at the water's edge, listen, John the Baptist was sending out an urgent plea to make oneself ready. Be sure to escape the wrath which is surely coming Indeed, to all the unsaved. As a matter of fact, you go over to the book of Romans in chapter 1. And, and here I want you to look at verse 18 to begin with. The Bible states this in Romans 1 and verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. These are they who reject the very word of God. These are they who will hear the gospel message and say there's nothing to it. I don't want nothing of it. You'll be just like those that crucified Jesus Christ when they said away with Him. We want nothing to do with this man. 
Folks, I want you to know something. That's what you say every time you reject the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Every time that you refuse the holy word of God. Listen, the Bible states this. That you're holding the truth of God in unrighteousness. Because in verse 19, that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Hmm. Even His eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Friend, I want you to know something today. That's the danger of rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the danger of rejecting uh, the gospel preacher who comes and preaches the glorious gospel of salvation. Listen, the Bible says it may come a time in your life when that, that foolishness in your heart completely darkens your whole being. Coming to a place where your conscience is seared. What a terrible and dreadful place to be knowing that your conscience is seared and you have no regard for God nor God's Word until the day that you die and face Him face to face. The Bible states in that and and. uh Acts in chapter 17, I believe it is, if you'll turn there with me. Acts in chapter 17. Notice what it says in verse 30 to begin with. As you remember, as Paul was preaching and as Paul was wandering through uh, uh, there at Mars Hill, he saw many, many idols that were set up to worship. There was one idol that was set up to the unknown God. Paul began to preach who that God was. He states this in verse 30. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth men everywhere, all men everywhere, to repent, because He appointed a day in which He will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom He hath ordained, whereof He hath given assurance unto all men in that He hath raised Him from the dead. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse uh, uh, 6 and 7, the Bible states this, Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Listen, it's a great thing that you're in the house of God today to hear the urgent plea. Listen, flee from the wrath to come. Know this, that it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Today, you're in the right place, I do believe. I believe without a shadow of a doubt, according to God's holy word, that you're hearing the unadulterated gospel message. You're also hearing a stern warning to flee from the wrath of Almighty God. 
You say, well, preacher, I just don't know about all this. Listen, the Bible says in the book of Colossians in chapter 3 and verse 6, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Listen, you continue on in your disobedience against God's Word and you'll see and know for a fact that God's wrath is sure and sure to come. John the Baptist and John the modern day preacher sends out the urgent plea today. Wrath is coming. In the very near future, escape into the arms of the Savior this very Lord's day. Revelation chapter 4. The Bible, and you know, the book of Revelation is so full of the uh, of things that absolutely shake the core of even the salvation of, of those that are saved. I mean, it gets a hold of our hearts. In Revelation in chapter 4, in verse 1, the Bible says, In this I looked, and after this I looked, and, be, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was a, as if it were a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up thither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Folks, I want you to know something. The book of Revelation is a, is a revelation of the wrath of God to come. It's a revelation to you who are hearing it today to realize that it would be well with your soul if you would flee from the wrath to come. Oh, my dear sinner friend, the things which John the Revelator was shown, I believe, was fearful. You look on down through uh, verse 11 of, of this same Revelation 4 and verse 2, and it says, Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one who sat on it, on the throne, and he that sat on it was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in the sight, like an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty elders, the seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed with white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. Folks, I want you to know something. Who that four and twenty elders represents. It, re it represents the redeemed of the earth that were raptured off the earth. They, re they represent those that are saved by God's amazing grace. We're going to be in that place of safety, but yet in the, in the earth, it's going to be a terrible time of unleashed wrath. The Bible states in verse 5, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings. Now I want your, I want your undivided attention today. I want your mind to be, I want your mind to be picturing exactly what we're speak, speaking on here. I want you to see the lightnings. I want your ears to hear the thunders that comes forth and voices. And there were seven lamps of the fire burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of God the spirit of wisdom the spirit of understanding the spirit of counsel the spirit of strength the spirit of knowledge the spirit of reverence and the spirit of deity they were all around the throne of God the Bible goes on to say in verse 6 and, be, and before the throne there was a, a sea of glass like unto crystal in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were the four beasts full of eyes before and behind. You know what? As I sat here and listened to this, your eyes and your mind have to be focused now upon the scene, is it not? 
The Bible says in verse 7, And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast was the face of a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and, the, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, whom, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Listen to me. As the seals of the book began to be broken there in Revelation 6, all the utter terror and fear that began to be unleashed upon the inhabitants of the earth who had continued to shun and spurn the very Son of God who gave His life so that sinners may be saved. This is the only the beginning of God's almighty wrath to come. This was what uh, John the Baptist warned all who would hear to flee from. Hebrews 10, the Bible tells us very well in verse 26. Now get a hold of this because it's a, it's a righteous thing and, and this is one of those old messages that, that in, the, in Pilgrim's Progress or, 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 or John Bunyan, one of them uh, was, uh, was of this thought. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands I have an angry God. But listen, I, know, I want you to listen to what it says here. In Hebrews 10, verse 26, down through verse 31. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. But a certain fearful looking for a judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. See, this is what John was wanting you to realize. John the Revelator, as he spoke of the things of the book of Revelation, he wanted you to realize the, the, the terror, the utter sheer terror that's coming upon this earth in a day yet coming. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Oh, how much sore punishment. Suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who have trodden underfoot the Son of God. And have counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the spirit of grace. You say, well, who does that mean? That means every Christ rejecter. That means everyone who's ever rejected the gospel message. That means everyone who's ever heard a mother praying and a father praying for the sole salvation of their children. Listen, that's who this word is speaking to. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again the Lord shall judge his people. But notice this in verse 31. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Folks, I want you to know something. All the gods of this world will not, are not worthy of fear because they live not. But there is a God who lives. Listen, I want you to know that the Almighty today has sent His Son 
to die on the cross of Calvary. He sent His Son to pay your sin debt, to pay your way, and, and to make sure that you're saved from the wrath to come. Why refuse the salvation of the Lord any longer? Why refuse until the sure wrath befalls and comes upon you? Now secondly, I want you to think about this. Know this. That wrath to come is imminent. You will not be able to escape it. And it will be prevalent in every aspect of your being. You'll know it's the wrath of Almighty God. Matthew chapter 3, back at our text again. In verse 7, notice what it says here. Matthew 3 and verse 7. Turn there with me if you will in your Bibles. I need you to look at this. And I need you to think about what the Word of God is saying here. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 7 the Bible says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Verse 10 down through verse 12 the Bible says, And now, also the axe is laid into the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, or because of repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand. He will thoroughly purge his floor and garner or gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. He will thoroughly purge his floor. God will be that one who will fan the winds of his wrath on all the ungodly. You ask me, well, who are the ungodly? I'm not that bad of a person. I've really not sinned all that much. I've not done the dreadful things that are, that are being seen upon the earth today. But whether you realize it or not, the fact that you're born into this world, the fact that you had an earthly mother and a father, tells me that you're, you're living in sin even now because... Because the, the blood of the first Adam has coursed through your veins. Every one of us, whether we like it or not, we're related to one another. Listen, you trace it all the way back to Adam and Eve when we have the blood that was tainted there in the Garden of Eden. Folks, I want you to know something. Just because of that, you need to be saved by the grace of God. You could be the most righteous person that ever walked upon the face of the earth. You could do all those things that, that are sweet and kind and, and that, that, that you know man, mankind looked to as a good deed or, or, or a good name. But listen, that will not save you. You need to be saved by God's amazing grace. Listen, who are the ungodly? It's all who have refused the warning of God's righteous and holy word. It's all who have rejected the very Savior of Calvary. If you'll look at 1 Thessalonians for just a moment, notice what it says in these first three verses of Scripture found in chapter 5. But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly 
perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. You know when that is? It's when you least expect it. It's when you're at your most ease place in life. You may be here today and you may be you may think, well, I've got it made. I've got everything that I want and everything that I need. You're not thinking about salvation, are you? You're not thinking about the God of heaven who sent his son to die on the cross of Calvary to pay your sin debt. You're not thinking of those things. Listen, the Bible states this. Now get a hold of this. But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that are right unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Sudden destruction speaks to an unescapable moment in time. At the very second that the rapture of the saints take place, those left behind in that twinkling of an eye moment will be cast into that utter wrath which will befall all the lost upon the earth. You say, well, how do you know that? Listen, when the redeemed of the earth and the Holy Spirit is taken off of this scene, you think it's chaotic now. You think the things that are going on uh, with Hamas and, 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 and Israel at this moment is, is hideous. You wait till the day when, when God's redeemed and when the Holy Spirit of God is off the scene and, and man's uh, a sin is unleashed to its fullest degree. Listen, you think it's bad now. You wait till that time. What an awful place to consider. What an awful place to be and find oneself in. A place where there is no light. Folks, and what I'm speaking of here is that spiritual light. I'm speaking of that light that lights every man into the world. Listen, the light of Jesus Christ even now flows through this place. How do I know that? Because the redeemed are still here. The Holy Spirit of God is still in this place. And I know that we're two or three are gathered in His name. He says, I will be in the midst. Folks, I want you to know today that you're in the right place. You're in the place where salvation can come and fall upon your heart even now. Listen, without salvation, sudden destruction is coming. It's an imminent thing that's going to happen. When all the saints of God and the Holy Spirit are off of the earth, you'll see what it is to be in utter wrath. You know, I go back and I think about 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 52 where the Bible does speak about that, that time when, when, uh, when that sudden change is going to take place. It says in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, you know what that is? And I've told you this before. Listen, a twinkling of an eye has been measured to be one-third of one second. How fast? I can't, even, I can't even snap my finger that fast. And everything's going to be changed in your life. The wrath of Almighty God is going to begin to, to seep into your life. And before it's over... It's going to be completely unleashed and, and poured out upon you. The wrath of Almighty God. Listen, there's an urgent plea today to flee from it. 
You say, preacher, I don't much care about that kind of preaching. But listen, it's this kind of preaching that lost sinners need to hear. I believe it's this kind of preaching that saved sinners need to hear as well. Listen, that awaken us and cause us to see of what we've been saved from and saved unto. Yes, the pouring out of the Spirit of Antichrist will be God's beginning punishment and wrath to all who have refused to come in the day of grace. Think about it. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 and 2, it talks about the fact that today's the day of salvation. Listen, you're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised you'll make it out of this house. You're not promised that you'll take one more breath. Listen, today's the day of salvation while you're alive and while you're breathing God's fresh air. Listen, know that today is the day of salvation. Oh, my friend, again, I say that the reason why you're in this house today is to hear the urgent plea, come unto the Savior. In 2 Thessalonians in chapter 2, the Bible states this now. Think about this now. I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him. That's that rapture I've been speaking of. That's that calling away of the saints of God. That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by, by word nor by letter as from us as the, that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you. By any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. What we see in America today. We see the great falling away. Not just in America but in all the world. We see a great falling away. Brother Jim spoke this morning about the, the empty pews in many churches. And, and as a matter of fact, there's a lot of churches that are just completely shutting down. Why? Because there's nobody in the church Nobody to take care of the building. Nobody to take care of the, the, the bills. Listen, there's that great falling away. Today, sin is looked upon and winked at. Even by Christendom today, the sins of men are winked at. And listen, the Bible says, be careful. Be careful. Let no man deceive you by any means. Think about it. There's a, first of all, there's going to be a great falling away and we see it in all the churches in America and all over this world. We see people that are, that are vacating the house of God. Don't be part of that. Church family, we're blessed here. We are blessed dimensionally. Listen, we've, had, we've got some families that are not with us today, but know this, that we are still a blessed people. This church is blessed. Look at all the young people that God has blessed us with here. Usually there's 25 to, uh, or more young people up here singing. Listen, that's a blessing because there's a lot of places today that would love to have one child in their, in their congregation. You know what's going on? Parents don't see the need anymore to make sure their children are in the house of God. Listen, know this. There is a great falling away taking a place in our churches. Oh may God be, be, be warning us. Listen. The next thing you need to understand. That that man of sin is going to be revealed. The son of perdition. 
You know, today we look at the things that are going on in the Middle East and listen again, I say I'm not going to try to name a time or a place where he's coming from, but this one thing I say, listen, he might be on the scene today. Who knows? Who knows the, the timing of the Lord? But according to the things that are going on in the world, listen, the only thing that's got to happen now is the rapture of the saints. Everything else is already fulfilled and all we're waiting on. You see, that rapture of the saints is going to trigger the revealing of the, of the Antichrist. We're not going to see that, praise God, but He may be on the scene today. Understand that. He may already be in the world today. He may be alive and well. He may be in power somewhere today, even now as we speak. But know this, there's coming a day when He's going to be revealed. Do you know what that's going to mean? That means it's too late to those who He's revealed to. There's an urgent plea today. Flee from the wrath to come. Sudden destruction. Listen. The Bible states it very well. That the Bible, that the, and the Bible is true. In verse 7 it says, Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. You know, it's speaking of the Holy Spirit, folks. Right now he's restraining the devil and all his demons. He is restraining him by his own power and presence. But there's coming a day when he who now letteth, when he's taken off the scene, Pure chaos is going to befall the world and the universe, I dare say. There's going to be thinking things happening all over this universe that, listen, man can't even begin to explain. Listen, the, the Bible states this, that there's coming a time when the stars are going to fall from the heavens and the earth and the elements thereof are going to be burned up with unquenchable fire. Folks, I want you to know something. That's the wrath of Almighty God. That has nothing to do with the wrath of the devil. Listen, that's God's wrath. This thing about global warming, listen, I want you to know what's going to be global warming when God gets through with the earth, when He, when he sets her ablaze Himself with just the voice of His, of his Word. Just the breath of his ear, of his nose and his mouth. He's going to set this place afire and all the elements thereof are going to be burned up and melt with a fervent heat. You see, that's wrath of God. That's the urgent plea I, I beg of you to flee from this morning. That's the reason why today that everyone that's in this house and lost and unsaved, listen, I want you to hear what I have to say. Please listen to the plea. Please understand that there's an urgent cry coming forth. You need to be saved. You know, I go back to the book of Jude. And Jude tells us very plainly something here that I think I want you to get a hold of. It begins in verse 4. And it runs down through verse 25, the remainder of this chapter. But notice what it says here. In verse 4 it says, For there are certain men crept in unawares who before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men, turning their grace of God into lasciviousness. Listen, that's what men are doing today. They turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. It ain't real. It ain't going. God won't do that. You know, I'm, I'm here to tell you God's going to do that. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you have once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people of the land of Egypt, after, afterward destroyed them that believed not. 
and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, He hath reserved. Listen. He hath reserved in everlasting change under darkness unto the judgment of that great day. You know all those fallen angels today, people say, well, those fallen angels are, are, are wreaking, wreaking havoc upon... No, they're not wreaking havoc upon this world. They're chained up even now until that day of judgment. But now there's demons all over this world. They have been brought about by Satan himself. And I want you to know something. Those demons are making havoc to fall upon men today. The devil himself cannot be everywhere, so he's got all of his demons. You see, the devil ain't like God. God is, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. Listen, the devil can't even begin to mock that. He has to place demons in his place. Listen, I want you to know something. I dare say that demons infiltrate the house of God every time the gospel's brought forth. You know what they're doing? They're flying by and they're grabbing the gospel message from your ears before it penetrates your heart. That's what the demons do today. Listen, I want you to know something, how serious this hour is. There's an urgent plea to flee from the wrath to come. Sudden destruction. Listen, I'm going to bring my last point here. I have a few minutes left for the radio broadcast. And I'm going to go ahead and jump to my third point. I want you to know thirdly that an urgent plea is coming forth this Lord's day to you who are without salvation. It is, as it declares in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, come unto me and I will give you rest. I believe that ought to be the urgent plea of every man of God, not only to warn of the sin and the trespass to come, listen, but to, but to give you hope of salvation. Listen, saved saint of God, I want you to know something too. I believe this word comes to us. There's times in my life when I have to come to the Father and listen, I have to lay all my cares upon Him because I know He cares for me. He says, come unto me and I will give you rest. Listen, I want you to know something today. I believe that, I believe that to be true. He said, well, preacher, I'm not there yet. Listen, come to Him. You mark my word. You come and cast all your care upon him. And listen, the Bible says, he careth for you. He careth for you. Listen, let's go back there for just a moment in Matthew 11. The Bible says in verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. Listen, for I am lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The boys sang the song a while ago, Stand by me. Folks, I want you to know something. If you're saved by the grace of God, He has promised He'll stand by you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Bible states in the book of Hebrews in chapter 13 and 5, they says, I'll never forsake you. I'll never let, let you out of my sight. Romans tells us that very plainly, I believe, in Romans 8. There's nothing can take away 
The love of God for us who are in Christ Jesus. Nothing can remove that. Listen, even in our even in our trespass, even in our times when we have failed the God of heaven, when we have sinned against God, listen, the Bible says He has not cast us off. He has held out His arms just like the prodigal son. Listen, when the prodigal son came to himself and he realized where he was at, he was in the very place that an old Jew boy would never be. He was in the hog pen. He was in the hog mire buried up to his nose and eating the husk of the very, uh, uh, the very swine that he was feeding. Know this, that when he came to himself and he thought about his father's house, you know where he went? He went to his father's house. Folks, I believe you're here today for a very specific reason. You're in the Father's house. You're in the place of comfort, a place of peace, a place of understanding. And here the Bible states where, where the prodigal came back. You know what? His father saw him afar off. His father didn't block the door and keep him from coming in, did he? He didn't tell his sons, go out there and don't let him in. Listen, he said, come. He held out his arms. You know what he done when he got to him? Here was his old son, filthy, been in the hogmire, been in the, been in the, in, in all the filth that, you know, that he could, that he could stand. His father, as he saw his son coming, he didn't wait for his son to get to him. Listen, he ran to his son and he grabbed him up and he kissed him. Folks, I'll tell you what, that's what Jesus Christ does for every child of God. Listen, for every saint of God who has come to their place and come to the end of the road. Listen, I was there one time. I remember what it was like to be at the end of my road. Saved by the grace of God, yet I was living in sin and I knew without a shadow of a doubt God got a hold of me one night and He grabbed me and He showed, showed me what I could lose. I've never forgot that. Listen, I was a dreadful sinner. Even as a saved saint of God, I was dreadful in my sin. I knew that I had sinned and come short of His glory. And listen, I felt so ashamed, but yet, when I turned to come back to Him, you know what He done? He met me. He didn't wait for me to come to Him. He met me in the way. And I believe my Savior held me up just like the old prodigal son's father did. And he grabbed him. You know what? My life ain't been the same since. Say, you sure you wasn't just saved? I said, no. I knew when I was saved, but I also knew when I was in debauchery against God. And when that burden was lifted off of me, there was a thing that come over me that I still cannot get away from. That's the reason why today people say you're awful lenient. People say you ought, to, you ought to bring down the hammer. Listen, I want you to know something. I know where I was once. As a saved church member, I know where I had come to. I just thank God for His amazing grace. Amen. I thank God for His forgiveness. He says, come unto me and I'll give you rest. Listen, this is a way of escape. You must heed the Scriptures and believe on the Savior for the, this escape, the wrath to come event in your life. You say, well, what am I to believe? You're to believe what thus saith the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15. 
Verse 1 through 4 gives you the unadulterated gospel message. Right there it is. There's nothing to it. Nothing, there's nothing to take away from it except for the fact that it's all of God. He says, what is the gospel? It's the death, burial, and resurrection according to the Scriptures. That's the gospel. And that's what you must believe. You know, the Bible states in Acts chapter 16 when, when Paul and Silas were cast into that dungeon. That old jailer had cast them in there and locked them up. You understand? But listen, when all that took place, when that old jailer saw himself and the condition that he was in, you know what he said? He said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they, what did they say? Believe. From the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. So, yes, today's message is one of hope. It's one of urgent plea to anyone who will listen to it, to anyone who will hear it today. Because it states in John chapter 3, verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness... Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You say, oh preacher, can it be just that simple? Can it be just like that? Listen, the problem with too many today they complicate things. Listen, just believe what the Bible says. What saith it, says Romans 10 and 8? The Word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy ear. That is the Word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess in thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that will call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall... And how shall they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Listen, I want you to know today I didn't come to you with a, with a self-help book. I didn't come to you today with a, 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 some long drawn out uh, equation. I come to you today with God's gospel and an urgent plea from this preacher to flee the wrath to come. To come unto Him today. Listen, these holy scriptures hold the key of escaping the wrath to come. I know my Radio broadcast has just went off, but I want you to think about this final note. The unleashing of God's final judgment. It's found in Revelation 20. And I'm going to have to come to a close here. 
To you that are unsaved, I want you to listen at God's final judgment. The Bible states in Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 down through verse 15, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on from whose face the heavens and the earth flee away. Can you imagine? You're there, and it's just you and God. There's no place to run, no place to hide. There's nowhere to get behind God's all-seeing eye is cast upon you. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to the works. The sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And there were judged every man according to his works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is the fate of all Christ's rejectors. Come unto Him this Lord's day while you are within the day of grace. The day of grace is the time of open gospel preaching. Of the sure escape of the wrath to come. It's the way of hope. It's the way of life everlasting. Will you not today repent of your sin and trust Jesus Christ as your Savior? The urgent plea is please come because you're not promised there'll be a tomorrow. You're not promised you'll walk out this door. So the urgent plea is please come unto the Savior. And folks, I'll say that to both of us. Saved sinners and lost sinners. I remember the day as I spoke of just a moment ago when I urgently came because I knew that God's hand was about to fall upon me. I knew that, yes, I'm saved from wrath, but yet I know that sin's going to be punished. My plea to you today is come unto Him before it happens. How do I know it's not happened already? Listen, you're still alive, number one. You still have an opportunity as a saved individual to make a difference in this world of darkness with your light. So may God help you to do just that this hour. Let's all stand, please. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before Your throne once again this Lord's Day, we do so with thankful hearts. Dear God, I am thankful that You give me the grace that I stood in need of this morning because I knew without You I couldn't even preach this thought. Father, I pray for that one who's here who needs You right now. Lord, I know that we as saved people need you from time to time more than we can even begin to explain. Father, also I pray for the lost. Lord, they need you more than I can even begin to imagine. For the wrath to come is going to be dreadful. So Lord, I pray that this very hour, this very day, you may change the lives of saved sinners and lost sinners. Help us each and every one, dear God, to flee from the wrath to come. Help us, dear God, to flee from the punishment of an almighty God. And Father, help us that are saved to be faithful. Help us, dear God, to be joyful in our salvation. 
We have much to be thankful for. We have loved ones who have gone on before. One day we're going to see them here soon. Father, I pray that your power would rest upon the hearts of thy people. Help us, dear God, to realize that you come, that you call us to come unto thee and you'll give us rest and peace. Lord, for the unsaved, I pray that you save our souls. But I know no word from this preacher is going to do that. It's going to take your awakening of their spirit. Save them by your grace, O God. We'll not forget to give you all the praise and honor and glory. For it's in Jesus Christ's name, His sake that I pray. And amen.